theater lovers everywhere to Let's Take It From The Top. I am your host, Hallie Mastro-Berardino, here with another amazing episode. My guest today is Trevor Michael Schmidt. Trevor is one of my dear friends, and we have been lucky enough to perform with one another in a bunch of different shows. Trevor is originally from Florida, and he attended Florida State University, Go Knowles, for his college education. Since then, Trevor has performed in Newsies and Seven Brides for Seven Brothers at Music Theater Wichita, Matilda and Footloose at the Muni, as well as many other things. But the one show that has followed Trevor's career since he graduated school is A Chorus Line. Trevor was in the national tour of A Chorus Line, where he was a swing and covered a bunch of roles, as well as being a part of the dance captain team. And then he even traveled to China with the show when it opened there for the very first time. Upon arriving back in New York, Trevor auditioned for and ended up being a part of a production of A Chorus Line that was brand new choreography and brand new staging at the Signature Theater. And that is the experience that we're going to sit down and chat about today. I can't wait for you guys to meet Trevor and hear all about this incredible experience that he had. Without further ado, here's Trevor. Hi, Trev. Hi, Holly. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. It's not it's not raining outside, which is good. Yesterday was a little rainy. Sorry, I just yes. looked out the window and I was like, that is promising. <laughs> <laughs> so how have things been? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm trying to stay as busy as I can right now, given everything going on. Started working at Equinox again, Great. which is exciting and entering a new world of things opening up and seeing more people. So that's a fun little adventure adventure I've started doing. Yeah, a um, new world. A new world yes. we're living in. <laughs> Absolutely. Got to find something while mm-hmm. we're on pause. Yep. But I'm excited for us today to sort of take it on back and to reminisce on your experience with a chorus line. And I guess we're not going to start all the way at the beginning of your experience of a chorus line. We're yeah, we could go on for days <laughs> if we talked about all of my chorus line experiences. Yes. So we're going to focus on the production you were in at the Signature Theater, which I am really excited to dive into because I didn't get to see it, but I did get to see all of the promo stuff. Yeah, they had, I was like one of the very first productions that I ever did that they had like really good B-roll footage that they were putting out. And so I was super jazzed every time they put something out because I was like, oh my God, it looks so good. Yeah, I mean, it did. It looked incredible. So before we get ahead of ourselves. Right, 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 right. Okay, I think we're ready. Let's take it from the top. Amazing. So let's think, Trev, when did you hear about the audition for Chorus Line at the Signature? Yes, ma'am. So I had actually just gotten back from doing a Chorus Line in China, and I was with my roommate, Sean, and he has worked at Signature in D.C., he did Billy Elliot there, like the, the same time slot the year before. So they were having an invited call in DC for a chorus line. And it was Dennis's name on like the Dennis Jones, for those who don't know who Dennis is. I saw his name on the sheet and I was like, well, I simply have to go. And so I just reached out to casting at Signature and I was like, hey, I just actually got back from doing the show with Bayork in China. And I was curious if there was any way I could come to your invited call. And they were like, yeah, sure, come on down. So me and my roommate went down there and auditioned. It started with the dance call. And 
I have been so used to because that whole like the year before that I had been doing the original Michael Bennett choreography and this new production with Dennis Jones was going to be all new choreography. So I was like, we went into these auditions and I was like, I have no clue what this is going to be. <laughs> so yeah. like, here we go. But Dennis is so he loves to tell just like stories through movement. And I think that's the basis of musical theater and putting dance into musical theater is just like to be able to push the story forward. And that's so important to Dennis. So when we learned the choreography, I was like, oh, this makes sense. Like it, it makes sense. And plus there are things in a chorus line that's like step, kick, kick, leap, kick, touch. Like you have to follow a certain, right. a certain guideline of steps that you have to do. But um, yeah, so we went in, we did the uh, jazz combo and then we did a ballet combo. And then they cut some people and they gave us some sides. And usually with a chorus line, they give you like three or four characters because they can see you in, in a few different slots. So they just really need to see you do the material to pinpoint it down. So I read for Mike, which is like dream upon dreams. When I was like 10 or 11, I did a production of a chorus line, which you shouldn't really do of course line up <laughs> 10 or 11 but and I was Mike and there's like this video of me doing it and it is so cringy to watch <laughs> but so and also doing the show the whole year prior it's like the one role that I always wanted to get to like take on yeah and so I read for Mike and then I probably sang for Al and it was probably those two mm-hmm. and then did that and then so in my callback they have you sing I can do that And I was like, well, I covered it on the tour. So I was like, I know the original choreography. And so I was like, I guess I'll just do it. And so literally in my callback, they had just met me. They'd see me dance all day. And then they were like, okay, great. We're just going to sing. We're just going to sit back and watch people sing. And I came in there and did like full (laughs) choreography. (laughs) But yeah, so it was good. They seemed happy. and, And I left and we were like, great. Okay. That was like a great experience. No matter what happens, like I would love to work for this theater. I would love to, it's like such a cute area in, in Virginia, like right outside of DC. So I was like this, it just all felt very good. And they were doing Ain't Misbehaving at the time. So that night me and my, my roommate, Sean went to go see it. And in at the intermission, I checked my email and I had already gotten an offer for the show. Yeah. Which was like, crazy that's the quickest turnaround I've ever experienced in my history of like auditioning for shows which was just like crazy and and what was so interesting about it too was that the auditions were in February and the show didn't start until October Mm. so that was like the quickest I found out about something and the longest time I've had between finding out I'm gonna do it and actually starting it so it was like a it was like a cool way to go into last year to be like no matter what happens this first half of the year I know that like the end I know that I'm gonna be working on a job that I'm like super super excited and stoked to do so yeah that was fierce (laughs) yeah yeah definitely So in that time in between, what happened and how long did you wait? I mean, obviously you, you did the show already, so you right. knew the show very well. <laughs> so it's not like you had to re- relearn too many things. So what was that time in between like? What else did you do? And did you start to sort of re-familiarize yourself beforehand? Or did you kind of just jump in in October? Yeah, well, so... 
after that year of doing a course line, I knew, and I was a dance captain on the show, I knew the show like inside, outside, back of my hand. It, it, it has become still to this day one of those things where like I could do it from start to finish for you like right now. I'm sure. Um, so, so when I was done with China and I knew that I had it coming up in November, I was like, I'm going to take a breath from this because also it was a brand new production of it with new choreography and new direction. So I, I really wanted to, to go in with a fresh mind on the show. So I was like, we're going to roll this off. After China, I was like, we're going to take a break from a chorus line. Audition for the Muni. Met Beth Crandall at the Muni, who ended up choreographing Matilda at the Muni that summer. She asked me to come do West Side with her. So I did what? I did a production of West Side. And that was in March. And then I worked at the Muni that summer, which also xoxo love the muni forever it's that was another wonderful experience last last year 2019 was really a wonderful year especially compared to what we've we've had this year you got your fill right the universe knew that really they did they did they they threw me a lot last year just so that it would hold me over through all of this (laughs) yeah so i did uh, Footloose and Matilda at the Muni, and then right after that, came back to New York and moved into a new apartment. And then I co-choreographed a production of West Side. It was a very, it was like after the Muni was a very stressful time because I was trying to like refresh my mind of course line, make sure everything was like still in my body. Mm-hmm. And I was also choreographing a show, which was the first time I'd, or co-choreographing, which is the first time I'd ever done a full scale choreography project. Yeah. So I was like moving back to New York and changing apartments and doing all that was like literally nuts. And then I went and choreographed the show. I only, I set my choreography in a week and then right after that I drove from Ohio and started rehearsals for a chorus line the next day. Wow. So it was kind of like a very whirlwind moment going into it. But we started very slow, which was like nice. We started with music. And it was also, Dennis was in tech for Chasing Rainbows at Paper Mill. So we had him every other day, which was kind of funny. So it was like, we'd work on music one day, all day. And then the next day we'd work on the first two and a half minutes of the opening. And we'd like work on that. And then we wouldn't have him another day. So we'd have to like work on book scenes or go back to music. And then Dennis would come back and we'd go back to the opening. So it was like the whole (laughs) first week was just the opening number which was really cool because it was when I did the show on tour it was it was from a book it was like we know exactly what this show is going to be we know what numbers you're going to be on we know what scenes you're going to be on and so doing this new version it was all we were figuring it all out in the moment which was really cool for us to all just like be in this room together and, and experience like creating this organic thing especially with Dennis who who does value storytelling so much yeah. it was just like it was like this great energy of everybody like feeding off each other and then we had Dennis full-time once the show opened and we just we danced a lot Dennis is very I I could not say enough wonderful things about Dennis Jones because he is so relaxed and cool but like I know he's just got this Broadway mentality of like, okay, that's not it. Let's let's figure out what it is right now. Everybody go back and do it this way instead. Okay, no, that didn't work. Go back and do it again. So it was the first time I experienced that kind of very fast paced, change it, let's see what it looks like. And you have to, you want to execute it mm-hmm. as as well as you can with these changes. So it was like, it was a, I think, 
there's a lot of growth from everybody because we were all just like really trying to do a good job for the work and for the people that we were working for because everybody was so passionate about the project. Yeah. I think that that process of going sort of back and forth and being able to to like have the freedom to try something and for everyone to be like that wasn't it and to right, yeah. <laughs> not be like oh no that wasn't it but then to be like okay but what what's next what what else can we try that I mean that sounds like kind of like the dream. Yeah. Yeah, and and that and that really continued into all of the scenes that we were doing as a line. And also the rehearsal room there is very it's not like small by any means, but it's very it's like a very intimate space. Mm -hmm. So, it just felt really cool for us. It felt like we were in a very safe and comfortable space where everybody was encouraged because we really didn't want to do the original version of a chorus line like if you do like a higher scale production of a course line, you have to go through the the Bennett estate mm -hmm. to in order to do it. And you have to agree to do the original choreography or like petition to come up with your own. And so this is one of the very few instances where they have allowed somebody to do a new reimagined version of the show. So like when we all saw that, we were like, okay, well, we need to take, to take advantage of this. Like, obviously don't get crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, don't be afraid to like infuse yourself into the show. That's what the whole show is about is like performers. So don't be, it's, it's more authentic if you bring those real parts of yourself into, into those roles. Yeah. So it was really, it was really cool to see everybody take a lot of, a lot of risks and like really not be afraid to change things up. It, it kind of felt like you were like back in acting school where like yeah. everybody's, it's like, you're so encouraged to just like make choices and like try things. Mm -hmm. um, it felt like a, like that kind of that energy. And also something else that was like really interesting about it was, I don't know, growing up, you're doing musicals with kids your age and then you go into college and you're doing musicals with kids your age and they're still, they're playing older roles. And then as you get older, you're still like, when I did the tour, it still felt like a bunch of kids because we were all like young twenties doing the show, playing people who were in their thirties. We all just felt like that, that kind of like, we're just kids doing a show. But this, this production at Signature, it was like, everybody was the age of like the character that they were playing. So it really felt like I was doing this full out production where like yeah. everybody was age appropriate. Everybody was cast so well. And it was like, for me, when I would step out and say, I might cost them 24, I was like, I was actually 24. For the whole time I did the show, I could say that I was 24. It was so, I was like, I'm never gonna get to experience this with the show again, which was like really cool. And it felt like a step into the next part of my career or whatever, whatever yeah. that is. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. Something I've never thought about before, but it is true. Like, you're, yeah, you know, like, like it's the old man or the old woman when you're right. in school and, and you'd kind of don't think about it that if this was done professionally, it should actually be an old man or an old right. woman. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. That's very interesting. Yeah, so that was like a fun little new addition, a little sprinkle yeah. onto my like experience. Why don't then, we, I want to yeah. ask you about your number in, in oh the, my gosh oh yeah <laughs> all of the clips that i see i mean it seems like, like you literally turned into the energizer bunny and yes. like did not stop you sang and then you danced like forever and then you continued to dance and continue to drop split and do all these oh things oh my god so maybe talk about like being in the room with yeah them. 
creating that number. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So as I've said previously, I'm like obsessed with Dennis. I think he's the most wonderful, intelligent, thoughtful man in, in the room. So like when you have that in front of you, you just want to give everything that you that you possibly can give. I remember it was when we finally had him back full time and like the schedule came out the night before and it was just like T. Schmidt, D. Jones in the room for like two and a half hours. And I was like, oh my God, oh my <laughs> God. I was like freaking out. I was like, Trevor, you have to be on your A game. You have to, you have to do your best. You want to do your best for th- for this man, for this production. So we get there and he, it was very, it was a very collaborative um, experience, which I am also grateful for because I'm like a choreographer so getting to have that like that kind of experience where we create my number to get together it it was it was like a very special I think a bonding experience because we we have like kept a relationship since then so I think we bonded over this number so it just kind of started he had like a mold and we just kept playing and playing and of course me I'm my nickname on the tour of a course line was Trevor never Mark Schmidt because I I don't (laughs) I'm I'm not a marker. When I do things, I like to do things full out. I can attest um, to that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, he was like, okay, try this. So I was like, I would try it and 100% go full out and it would like look amazing. And he's like, okay, we're keeping that. And so it was just kind of this like, okay, try this trick. trick. And then I would do it and he'd be like, okay, great, let's keep it. <laughs> and then it was kind of this thing where he, where I would do something and be like, I don't know if I can do it. And he'd be like, no, you can definitely do it. And so it was kind of like this challenge that he would give me. He's like, no, I know that you're capable of this. So like, we're going to, we're going to make this happen. So it kind of like grew and grew and grew into this like crazy wild just action-packed like splits toe touches there's like a little tapping doing leaps across the stage into drop splits it was crazy which going into doing it was it was the longest like show that I've done consecutively Mm-hmm. So that was a big like learning experience about like taking care of yourself and making sure that like you really do warm up before a show. You can't just like just doing a, a leap into a drop split. It's not just something that you can throw yourself into. Yeah. Um, especially as it's getting colder outside and like blah, 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 all of that stuff. But yeah, working on that number. And then also just like kind of magical for me was like the first time we ran the first 25 minutes of the show and I can do that is at the top of the show. So like we did the opening, we did the introductions and then it got to me and the first time everybody saw the number, mm-hmm. it was like, that was like, a, just like a giddy moment for me. Cause I finished and just everybody like screamed and it was <laughs> so, so that was like really fun and really special. Yeah. Those are moments that when I was thinking about why I wanted to make this podcast, like mm-hmm. where you see a show and you're like, I can't even imagine the first time that person did that in a, mm-hmm. like different moments, like Cynthia Arrivo saying, I'm here. Like, Oh my God. Like, yeah. Like the first like, music rehearsal where she's like, she's going through it for the very first time. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm like, everyone jaws are probably on the floor. And yeah. So I love that you just shared that story. Cause Oh, I could like, I wish I was there, but I can also envision it just the way that you mm-hmm. <laughs> described it. And it's also cool too, because like the show evolved so much from the start to the finish, I think. And so just like thinking about my number and how it evolved from like that first time I ran it for everybody to like the closing night performance. It was, it's really, it was a big step for me in my career. I don't know. I was really yeah. excited to, to have that opportunity to do that. 
so then we started we did we teched for like a week and a half two weeks and the the space at signature is like a black box it's a pretty big black box but they can set it up how they want but for this show they had zach in the middle of the audience usually zach's like in the very back of the house or he's supposed to be in the back of the house usually he's like off stage just talking into a mic uh-huh. but our zach was like in the middle of the audience cool so and we could see him so like when we would do our monologues and stuff we were like talking directly to him in the middle of the house and the audience was just like literally right in front of us Mm -hmm. it was it was kind of crazy how close they were to us and also I thought it was really cool because one of the things like when the the show first opened at the public Mm -hmm. I remember hearing a story about how you could see the reflection of the audience in the mirrors on stage because of how close the audience was to the 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 stage and it was like that for us at Signature. So it kind of felt like this kind of like throwback mm-hmm. to this like really close intimate space where you can see us like sweating or like, like for me, I would do, I had to do like three turns and like one night I was, I had a runny nose and I would do a turn and like snot would fly <laughs> out of my nose and like they just see everything and they just like grounded the production so much more, I think, because you see like every single thing that we are going through yeah. because of how close they were yeah so we tacked for a week and a half and then this was also the first we started previews which this is the first production that I've done where you would do a preview and then there would be notes that night or like changes and then you'd have to implement them. like you'd have like a quick rehearsal the next day before the show and then you'd implement them into the show that night so that was also like a new kind of like exciting because we're still like you're still workshopping things until opening night because it's this new production and they really want to make sure it's right and do it do it correctly and that it looks good on stage it can look good in a rehearsal room but once you're right so that was kind of a fun new new little challenge just like taking notes and writing them and putting them on sticky notes and putting them on my mirror and being like okay don't forget it's like five and a six instead of five and six it's just so yeah um that was fun and then we yeah, we opened beginning of November and ran until January 5th. Wow. Yeah, all through the holidays. And the holidays got a little crazy because we were only having like one day off a week. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't, see now I can't remember. And I, <laughs> <laughs> But I, I just remember the holidays were like super nuts because we had only the holiday off. We had like Christmas Day and then New Year's Day off. And that was like our our day off of the week. And then we just had to do like, two shows a day for three days in a row which was wild but you know we all loved each other so much Mm -hmm. it was it was that that energy that we had in the rehearsal room just translated so well on stage that like truly every single night it was like how is this person going to say this line tonight or how are they going to do this or how are they going to do that or what little thing are they going to add so for it being such a long run i mean obviously it was hard on our bodies because it's a dance show but like we all found ways to keep it fresh and exciting for one another every night which was really really wonderful i mean i i had such a a wonderful positive experience doing that show because i felt like i i learned so much from everybody around and i grew so much because everybody was so wonderful that it like inspired me and pushed me to be like a better version of myself which was yeah just so so lovely and it's crazy to think that like it's what september right now and we started rehearsals a year ago on october 1st 
Yeah. And like, that was the last musical I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Because then the shutdown happened. Right. You had like a month. Yeah. (laughs) Not even. Wow. Yeah. And then, and now we're here. Right. And here we are. And now we're here. No, but I can even remember, Trevor, like seeing your social media and then seeing the promos start. Yeah. To and you, like you can tell. And it's funny. I, I had another conversation recently where the same sort of thing. They said like the cast that they got together was like this magical group of people. And I think that that is it so reads from. Yeah the audience's perspective like the the show itself just like is that is brought to that next level when every single person in the cast takes that extra step together right and like and and it's like kind of this sense of respect like everybody's like i respect everybody around me and like they deserve the best that i can give and how i'm doing today and and, in this moment and so that's what i'm gonna give so it was yeah it was it was very special. And it's also with the show like Chorus Line too, it's so funny to see um, the the relationships that come from just like doing the given material, like the people that you have to stand next to or like who you end up uh, dancing with, like in the tap number or something like that. Just like how relationships form. And like, I'm still to this day, super, super, super close with my Maggie and my Connie because I stood in between them for literally two months. And yeah, no. I just had, yeah, I mean, I love every, I couldn't, couldn't say enough wonderful things about everybody from that show. So I want you to think, Trev, like, obviously you've been in the show so many times. You've done so many performances <laughs> and it is that type of a show that like any sort of theater person is immediately connected to and just any person in general is immediately connected to so what is the biggest thing that you've taken from it and especially now where we are not getting to do what the show is all about how has that been maybe resonating differently with you now than it has before yeah well it's interesting what i did for love is like an iconic number in the show and uh, towards the end of the run, I was having like some some like weird injury issues with like my ankle and stuff. So at that point, I started really. I don't. Once you do that, you listen to the songs from the show so much, and you you hear the lyrics. But sometimes it just takes a certain experience to like really hear a lyric and really really let it sit with you and settle with you. Mm-hmm. And that was me at like the end of this chorus line experience where I was like hurt and I was like ready for a break and. And now we're in this world that we're in right now. <laughs> and Love's What We'll Remember is the thing that's, that like really resonates with me. And like thinking about e- even if I can't do what I used to do, mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> how I'm not doing well at <laughs> answering this question. No, it's a, it's, a hard, it's a hard question. And I think, well, it's funny because what you just said, right, right behind me, I don't all the way over there on the wall is a quote from Oprah. And the quote oh, yeah? reads, you do what you have to until you can do what you want to. Mm-hmm. And that has been up on that board since like January. And all of a sudden, March happened. And I was like, okay, Oprah. I was like, yeah, preparing <laughs> me. And I think it is like, we can remember all of the all of the good stuff that we got to experience. And for now, I'm going to do what I have to do. Yeah. So that eventually, 
we will be able to do what we want to do, what we love to do again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for bringing <laughs> that one back in for me, Hallie, because I was <laughs> I was diving off the deep end. It, and it is, I mean, every every single person I've spoken to, we get we get to this point in the conversation, and it is, it's like, it's a hard question to answer, it's a hard thing to noodle on, because it is so open-ended, and... Yeah, and just like, kiss today goodbye and point me toward tomorrow, that's like, literally what, that's like, you can find ways to dance right now, you can dance, you can even rent studios and stuff, but it's just not, it's just not the same. There's like, there's, there's a, the sprinkle of magic, I think that's really missing right now. Mm-hmm. And so I guess just like taking this moment to like, let that be what it is. And you're like, like you said, with your Oprah quote, hustle, do what you have to do right now, like literally whatever you need to do to get by because everybody take, handles situations like this so differently and situations like this this has never happened before so like (laughs) nobody knows how to handle it so i'm just i don't know i'm looking forward to the day where we can the magic just starts to sprinkle back on and it feels feels like that again but but we can we have our memories Mm -hmm. we do have our beautiful memories and our friendships that we made from those memories too because i think that we can find magic in those we can pull the magic from those friendships definitely yeah, I've even been watching uh, old videos of like us in Wichita and things oh. like that. And I mean, th- just watching those and immediately like I'm like, oh my gosh, this one day that happened. Oh, yeah. it was so silly or oh, it was so dumb. Especially the shows at Wichita too, because there are so many people like Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, the videos. There are so many people on stage. You're like, oh yeah. my God. Right. You're like, I forgot that yeah, that, that it was, was all the way on the <laughs> right, other side. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or little jokes and stuff that you watch and you're like, oh, I forgot that they did that in this moment. Yep. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, Trev, I think we took it all the way from the top, all the way I think we to did. the bottom. I think we did. This was awesome. I mean, thank you so much for sharing your experience, which was just stellar and, like, super It was inspiring. so magical. It was and so magical. magical. And we got to share in the magic even though it's not happening now, I feel like Chorus Line 2 is going to be a show that once things do get back, yeah. like, I can not I can only imagine like being in a production of Chorus Line when this is all back and being yeah. able to be like, I am a... That first, <laughs> yeah, and that first just a five, six, seven, eight, when you do that first oh. opening combo, it's that feeling you will never, you never forget that feeling of yeah. like an opening night turning around and doing the opening combination oh it's wild i just got like a wave of chills as you said that so i can't wait until (laughs) one day one day we'll be back we'll be back and i can't wait until that day and maybe we'll even be there together trev oh i hope so how i hope so all righty well i'll talk to you soon love you lots okay sounds good love you wow you guys What an incredible episode. That magic that Trevor was talking about in theater in general is just coursing through my veins. And I'm so glad that we got to share that with one another. And now that I get to share it with you. I have to extend so much thanks to Trevor Michael Schmidt for being on the podcast today. If you want to follow Trevor, you can on Instagram at Trevor Michael Schmidt. And you can also follow Let's Take It From The Top 
or my personal page on Instagram, or shoot me an email at the let's take it from the top email, all of which can be found in the notes of today's episode. I once again want to take the opportunity to take a page from Matthew Carey's podcast, Studio Time, and challenge you to share today's episode with someone who you think will enjoy it. I hope that this will encourage us to continue to share the love of theater with one another. Although live theater isn't happening right now, finding ways like listening to podcasts or cast recordings or watching videos on YouTube is what's going to keep that motivation and drive and love of theater alive in each and every one of us so that when it does come back, it will be greater and better than ever. Until then, I hope you guys have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Let's Take It From The Top.